Welcome to the Don't Mess With Our Kids Texas podcast. We hope you are challenged, encouraged, and your faith is strengthened as you hear from Christian leaders around the nation and hear stories from people that God has done the miraculous in their life. Let's jump into this week's episode. Tiffany, I'm so excited about having you here today. And uh, you're one of the first people that came to my mind when we started talking about who do we want to put on this Don't Mess With Our Texas Kids podcast. <laughs> and so welcome. You're one of the first ones that are that are going to be uh, highlighted. I love your testimony. I love what God has done in your life. And I know, you know, we've been friends for over a decade. And I know a whole lot about you and Jeremy and your family and your whole journey. But I want to hone down, uh, and I want you to tell your testimony. In 2020, we had a crowned event here. It was a women's conference. And I felt led by the Holy Spirit to invite you to come up and tell your testimony and what God had done in your life. And within minutes, the whole altar was just, it exploded. And, and I want to say over a third, maybe half the room came forward True. with women, yeah. grandmothers, mothers, young people that had had abortions. And they were needing healing. They were needing needing. The sorrow taken off, the guilt taken off, and it's an epidemic. It really is an epidemic. And so I just, first of all, I want you to tell a little bit about your journey, what happened to you when you were 15, and kind of where you found yourself. And then, of course, you got saved, and we'll go from there. But let's start Let's start with what happened to you when you were just a young girl. Yeah, um, and man, that crowd was so unforgettable. It was so unforgettable. And prior to that, I remember telling my testimony, you know, for quite a few years in trembling and fear and just just the the idea of sharing that at 15 I had an abortion, you know, was was absolutely terrifying. And um, but God, you know, God did something really radical, Pastor Callie. What happened to me was it, I was 36 years old and I was at a ministry event. Um, with with Pastor Jenny, with her voice, and we were going around ministering to, you know, countless women. And we would always do this one exercise where we took women to the cross and had an encounter with the blood of Jesus, had an encounter with just the love that he outpoured on us on that cross. And it was just like any other event. You know, we were going to the, and we would always go, you know, we believe as leaders that we go and we go first and we we must do what we're expecting these women to do. And um, because experience trumps all knowledge. I really believe that. And so what was happening was this was, you know, maybe number 15 or something. We were the same event, you know, same type of event, same same sequence of, you know, time. And I go to the cross, Pastor Kelly, and just like any other time. And I'm, exp- you know, I'm like, God, just give me an encounter. Just I just want more of you, you know, always crying out for a more deeper level um, I want my business to explode, God. I want, I want my marriage to just be flourishing, and you know, my kids to follow you, God. And I just, I want, you know, all the things that we normally pray about, you know, just breakthrough in our life, breakthrough in our finances, you know, all the things. And I'll never forget; it was a life-changing moment. And what had happened was, I put my hand, I put my hands on the on the blood, and I just like God, just encounter me, and boom, I see this memory, and I was like. Uh oh, <laughs> I knew. Uh, I was like, uh oh, we're going there, you know. And I had known the goodness of God, I known the love of God, and so I understood what He was trying to do. Wow. He was like, okay, that breakthrough, Tiffany, is linked to you 
laying on that Planned Parenthood table at 15 years old. And I'll never forget it. I was just like, whoa, God. And I, I remember thinking like, okay, what do you want me to do with that? Like, what do you do with that? That had been something that had been buried for so many years, from 15 to 36. I never talked about it. I never shared my story. I, you know, no one was going to know that I was laying on that table at 15 because why? What's the benefit of that? Right. What's the benefit of digging up this pain again? Yeah, it's long you gone. Know, it was long gone. It was buried. And in that moment, the Lord asked me two questions. Well, he said two things to me. The first one was a question. He said, Tiffany, will you allow me to rescue that 15-year-old little girl laying on that table, taking the life of her baby? And it was a, it was a strong question. And I remember going, and the fear of God came over me. And I was like, yes, Lord. Yes, I want you to rescue that little girl. Yes, please. And then the second thing he said to me took me by surprise. He said, then I need you to feel remorse over what you have done and I need you to own it. And the good like the like the goodness of a father coming in and saying something so strong to me that if I wouldn't have known the love of God, Pastor Callie, I wouldn't have known that that was going to be a good thing. Yeah. And so I but I knew his love for me and I knew that he wanted to he only would reveal something to heal it. And I truly believe that. And so in that moment, I said, yes, Lord, I will. I whatever. What does that mean? And he said, I need you to cry about your baby. Wow. I need you to feel the pain wow. of your sin and have remorse. And the Bible is very clear about that. And, um, you know, in one in one verse, I don't I don't remember where it was, but it says to feel the pain of your sin and weep. Yeah, that that's real repentance. Repentance is if you don't feel it and you don't feel the remorse. Yeah. And then, of course, usually weeping is a part of that. That's the only way to yep. turn. That's yep. the only way to really turn. A lot of times when things happen, especially in our early years, and then we get saved, I, I've noticed that the Lord brings things up in layers when you can handle it. If he gave us, if he started showing us everything all at once, it'd be overwhelming. Our emotional well-being couldn't sustain that kind That's of pain. Right. But he did it for you in layers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this was an important layer because it broke open your life. It broke open everything. Yeah. And so that in that moment, I just, I connected with the heart of God for, for me in that situation. And that's what we have to, have to understand as women, because the reality of what we're talking about, and that's what we saw at Crowned, Crowned proved that moment that literally one out of four women have had an abortion. We're talking about 63 million and counting babies that have been not, not placed on this earth, but have been sent to heaven. And, um, I just really believe that this is a this is a move of God that's coming in and he's sweeping in and rescuing his women that have been laying on that table that they didn't they didn't know what else to do. You know, there's some multiple different reasons. I was 15. I was an elite um, athlete. I wanted to play college softball. I wanted to have a you know, I had a college dream. And so the only thing I knew how to do and I'm gonna tell the story really quick. Um, so what had happened in my story at 15 and I think mothers because we're, 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 we feel like there's an army of moms raising up, the mother bears. And um, what had happened was I found out I was pregnant. And before I even could think or tell my mom or anything, I probably told, you know, a friend on the softball team, well, her mother happened to work at Planned Parenthood. And so she came in and swept in and on a rescue mission, you know, the rescue mission that she knew, right? Um, and so she swept in as a mama bear 
and hid it from my own mother. They they sat on the stands of the softball games together, you know, every weekend. And she did not tell my own mother. And she she got me an appointment, took me in there before I could even blink an eye. And boom, I'm laying on that table at 15 years old, not even fully understanding what was going on. Just knowing that I had made a mistake and that I needed to fix it somehow. She she you you hit the nail on the head. She took the authority. It was the wrong authority. It was the wrong solution. But she did something. You're a young girl that doesn't know any better. And you find yourself taking the life of your own child. And what a traumatic experience at 15 years so old. So traumatic. You you basically buried it, right? Yep, I buried it. And, you know, I remember going in, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get just a tiny bit graphic really quick because I feel like it's necessary, um, plus to connect with the hearts of women. But I remember, I mean, I'm 15 years old. I can't even drive a car yet. But I am expected to play in a softball tournament a couple days later after having this procedure. And they're like, don't, you know, do any physical activity for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, you know. They put me on a bunch of medication that I would burn severely in the sun. So here I am out in the sun, 100 degree weather, pitching a softball game because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I have to hide. I have to hide what had just happened. Bury it. I mean, it had to it had to be buried quickly. And so I could move on and pretend like nothing was wrong. And so I'm going in and out of innings, going into the bathroom, gushing blood from this procedure. I mean, and I'm just, and I all I could hear was just suck it up, Tiffany. You did this to yourself. This was oh, your wow. fault. You better suck it up and, and, and you better get after it because you did this to yourself. And that, that drove down so deep into my soul that it took it took years and years and years. I mean, I'm a girl. I'm a grown, you know, woman. I'm I'm have a beautiful business, beautiful life, and I find myself before I got this healing, I find myself completely flipping a switch at my husband. I'm angry. I'm full of rage. I can't figure out why I don't like my life. I don't like myself. I don't like my family. Sometimes, like, what is wrong with me? And I'm going through these cycles of torment. And God revealed that moment. It was because of that. Wow. It was because at 15 years old, you had to suck it up and just, you just had to use anger as your fuel for yourself. So I was so mad at myself. I was so, and I had no idea until I was a grown woman and my life was being torn apart by my own hands Wow. and my own anger. And God was like, will you let me heal her? Will you go back? And will you be brave enough, Tiffany, to lay on that table one more time, but this time with me? Yeah. And oh, he was there, so Pastor Callie. He was there. And because that kind of pain without the presence of God, that's why we we run from it. We right. stuff it. We bury it. We flee. We do all these things to, to survive. And God gave us that ability. But at some point, we have to go back to our trauma and invite the presence of God in that moment. Invite yes. the blood of Jesus invite full forgiveness and a full release and that's what happened to me in that moment at, at um, 36 when I was in a ministry moment wow and I was able to fully release the anguish and the tears that had just been buried for so long and at that point you're just micromanaging you're managing your emotions you're managing your anger you're managing you know you're just trying to stuff it all in a pretty little box and um, not let it explode hope to God the jack of the box yes, doesn't open exactly and so what was happening is I could no longer control that jack in the box because it had been so buried for so long that um and god just took me back in his grace and his mercy and his love and he said it's time to deal with this and so i believe that we're coming into a time right now where 
um, women, number one, there's this is twofold. It's the church is starting to realize that one out of four women are silent in our churches. They are silent on this this issue that they can't fight back because they themselves have been on that table. And God is releasing those women. And we're seeing it all across the country. Crown 2020 was the first time that, and, and I'm, I'm in fear and trembling going, God, you want us to ask, you want us as a ministry to ask women to own their abortion and to stand up and to release the shame. The like that is crazy. Yeah. The truth is though, with any sin. Yes. With anything that we have done. Yeah. Or we have, you know, any demon in the closet, any skeleton in the closet. That's, right. That's a better analogy. Skeleton in the closet. What we pull to the light, we get healed from. What we stuff Every time. gets worse. Yep. Anything in the dark, it grows. grows. It grows. Mold grows. Infection grows in the dark. But the minute you bring it to the light of Jesus, you open it up. Yep. You let the love of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, clean it out. Yep. Then not only do we have freedom, but we're able to free others. I want to go back and talk about, okay, so the mama bear... Took you, gave you a solution. It was the wrong solution. Right. But she gave you a solution. And now God has called you to be a mama bear too. But you're a righteous mama bear. And you're there preaching the gospel of hope, healing, deliverance, and helping young women. They don't have to make that choice. That's right. That's they right. Can they can have don't. their babies. Mm -hmm. Whether they can keep them forever or whether they adopt them out, they can keep their babies. And I love that you have literally taken up the mandate and the mantle of don't be, I mean, you're a fierce mama bear. You're a fierce mama bear. You've got some, you got five kids. Yes, five kids. Five yep. amazing, beautiful kids. Uh, they, I, I would love for you to meet Tiffany's family. They're just amazing. But um, so now you're a mama bear. You're fighting for kids. You're fighting for moms. You're right. fighting for women that have de have dealt with the same trauma and pain that you have talk a little bit about the fight for our children and what we're doing not only fighting for you know abortions to be completely eradicated but we're also fighting for our kids you know this transgender movement is literally taking our children by storm uh the lgbtq uh movement i think they say one in 20 now or what no i think i heard one in four one in five one in five when it used to be like one in a hundred or yeah. two in a hundred. And that's because our children are being groomed, Tiffany. Our children are being pushed with this agenda. Yeah. And and so God is raising up mama bears, mama bears like you. One of the things that I think I remember Jenny saying when we were at Crown in 2020 and all of those women were down there and and Jenny said, How are we go, you know, how are we gonna do this, Lord? How are we gonna take a million women to Washington? How are we going to see America turn back to God? How are we going to see abortion completely eradicated? And Jenny looked down at all of those women at that altar, and, she, and he goes, there's your warriors. Those are the ones. Those were the ones that were stabbed. You were stabbed by the devil. Oh, yeah. You were stabbed. You were wounded. Yep. But now you're you, using your voice and your life to rescue others. Talk a little bit about the assignment. Yeah, I mean, thank you for saying that because... The assignment is so vital right now for us women. And whether you've had kids or not, whether you've had abortions or not, you know, the assignment is the assignment and it is to protect the children. 
it is, it is, you know, whether you've actually naturally birthed a child, we're all mama bears. We are all protectors. And um, I just, I really feel like, um, okay, so at, at Crowned, we saw these women come forward. And what was so, I mean, imagine a mother looking at her daughter in that moment where we say, if you've had an abortion, come forward and get healed. And a mother looks at her daughter. This is a friend of mine, looks at her daughter and said, you have a sibling in heaven and I'm so sorry. Oh, for the first time ever. Wow. That is that that secret is out. And the daughter looks back at the mom and says, go up there, mom. Go wow. get your healing. And wow. they both go up together and weep with wow. each other, wow. mother and daughter. That's the that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at is is mom's. Number one, coming clean with your children. Our kids, we have five kids, Jeremy and I. My husband, Jeremy, when he was in high school, got in a relationship with a teacher, got manipulated. She got pregnant. And she's like asking her 17-year-old boyfriend, she's the teacher, asking her 17-year-old boyfriend, what do we do with these, this, this pregnancy? And he's like, I don't know. What, what do you want? You know what I mean? Like a yeah, kid. Yeah, no. A child. And I mean, he had no father. And, you know, just all of that. And so... Anyways, it ended up being twins. So he has a twin twin babies in heaven right now. I have a baby in heaven, and we have five kids on earth together. Wow. All of our kids know our story from the age 20 all the way down to five. They know that there's siblings in heaven waiting to meet them. Wow. You know, and and so we're in a season where we must tell the truth. So as a mama bear, you have to tell the truth. Yeah. The truth with young teenage girls is whether they're pregnant too soon or, you know, they're they're off their timeline. They're going to have babies at, you know, a later age, but say they get pregnant. It is our duty to tell them you were made to be a mother and I'm going to help you. That's all I needed. And so my story actually happened twice. It repeated itself because history will repeat them, repeat itself if it's not dealt with by the blood of Jesus. It will keep repeating and repeating. And repeating. So I, I encounter moms that have had abortions that have never told their kids and they've never healed. Guess what? History will repeat itself. Yeah, it will. We have to go back and let Jesus have these these moments. And so I was I was um, 21 years old now at this time. I'm in college. I'm living out my dream as a college softball player, which is the reason why I had the, the first abortion, right? Here I am again. Same story, same situation, different timeline. Here, I have the choice again. And I remember this time, Pastor Kelly, I called my mom. And I called her and I was bawling and I'm in college. I'm just, I remember sitting there going, what is going, like, how am I going to deal with this? Oh, I'm wow. bawling. And my mom goes, and I was like, mom, I'm pregnant. And she goes, Tiffany, stop crying. We're going to have a baby. And it was like, like the, the impartation of mother. Motherhood. Was awakened. You. Yeah. By my own, by my mom that was willing to say, absolutely, we are going to, you are going to be just fine. We are going to have a baby. It is going to be fine. And that is my oldest son, Micah. And I ended up marrying Jeremy. You know, we, we, we were still together, you know, 24 years later. Wow. Here we are with, with our beautiful son, Micah, who could have not existed. And that's what I want to speak over a nation is that you can do it. You can be a mom. You are made for it. And whether you're a mom from afar through adoption, you know, there's a beautiful open adoption concept that is amazing that you can watch someone else take 
care of your child, but you can still be involved. You know, it's beautiful. And so God has a plan. He has a plan and nothing is a mistake. No child is a mistake. And I believe that the billion dollar industry of Planned Parenthood, that Goliath, I believe that is crashing. It is coming down. That giant is falling in the name of Jesus. And Planned Parenthoods will shut their doors. I believe it all across the country. It's already happening. And I believe that 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 wealth will be transferred to the righteous and it will be transferred into pregnancy resource centers. It'll be transferred into adoption agencies of parents that desperately want to adopt. And I believe that there's a move of God of women just like me that are willing to heal, to be brave enough to heal and then be brave enough to tell their story. And that's how we're going to see this thing come down. The Lord told me, I have just this one more thing. The Lord told me um, at Crowned last year, He's, I said, God, what do you want me to say to these women? Because I know we're doing altar, call, altar calls and we're doing, you know, these things and women are coming forward and they're getting healed. And he said, and I'm going to read to you exactly how he said it to me, because it's it's just it's something that I'm holding on to. And he said that um, he said, when these women get healed and they open up their voices, it will be a sound of revival that no war has ever heard. Wow. I believe I tried to type ear and he changed it to war. I was like, it's supposed to say ear. No ear has ever heard. He goes, no, no war has, has ever, ever heard. heard because we are we are seeing a righteous war from the heavenlies that is going to come in and we're going to rescue the the bloodstained nation. And God is going to do it. And he's going to do it through this movement and through women who have actually been on the table. And that's what I want to speak to you today. The women that have been on the table, you can take seven minutes with the Lord. And in his supernatural strength, you can be healed right now. Yeah. And I believe it with all my heart because yep. that's what he did for me. You don't yep. need you don't need a seven week course. Yeah, that's great. You know, you don't you don't need any of that. But you can have seven minutes with the Lord. And I believe he is going to wipe the slate clean and open your voice. And so I speak over every woman right now yes. that, is, that shares my story of yes. having an abortion. Whether you knew that yes. it was the right thing or you knew it was the wrong thing, none of that matters. By the blood of Jesus. He is he is eradicating shame. He is er- he's uprooting um guilt right now in the name of Jesus. And I can see I can see women right now driving in their car crying as they're listening to this. They're yes. they are weeping under the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, and so Lord, Lord, I thank you, God, for healing and for for uprooting and opening our voices, God. Because it will be a sound like no war has ever heard. Yes. When the voices of women that have been on that table that have had an abortion open up and share their story. In Revelation, it said that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, and we don't love our lives even to death. And so, God, I'm asking you, Lord, that we don't love our lives so yes. much that we can't share that we, too, had an abortion, that we don't love ourselves enough that we are trying to protect ourselves and try to share a, some good story with a pretty bow on it. God, I'm asking you for the raw testimonies to come forth. I'm asking you for the abortion stories that they have been healed by the blood of the lamb and that they can share the word of their testimony boldly, courageously. And we will see millions and millions and millions of babies be saved in this nation in Jesus mighty name. Amen. I love you so much, Tiff. I love what you stand for. And I don't, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what point you are in your life. God wants to heal you from the trauma of abortion. And I want to talk just for just for a few minutes. We, uh, Tiffany and and myself and many others, thousands of others, thousands of others actually now, we are headed for Washington D.C. and October twelfth of twenty twenty four, and we're we are praying, we are fasting, and we are standing for righteousness to prevail in America, 
for America to be turned back to God and for our children to be protected and for holiness and righteousness to be established in this nation again. We are believing that there will be hundreds of thousands of people in the LGBTQ lifestyle. They're going to be saved, delivered, and set free. We are standing for righteousness in our schools. We're not going to let our schools just be taken over by the devil. And uh, we've got a campaign that says, don't mess with our kids. Well, I've taken it a little farther, farther than that. And I'm saying, don't mess with our Texas kids. Don't mess with our Oregonian kids. Don't mess with our Washington kids. Uh, don't mess with our kids, period. And so there's two agendas or two initiatives. We're going to go to our capital cities, April 13th, 2024. Every capital city in America, we're going to gather. We're going to pray, fast and stand. We have a day planned. We'll be doing this simultaneously across America. And we're going to drive pe- drive women, drive men, drive families that stand for righteousness yeah. to go pray, fast and stand in their capitals. And then we're going to follow that up about 12 months from now. Lord willing, we're waiting on a permit. Lord willing. And we're going we're to take a million people to Washington to pray, fast, and stand for America. It's time for the mama bears to arise. That's right. And so whether you've, you've been like T- Tiffany, where you actually had an abortion, and you felt the sting and the pain and the horror of that, and you, you know you, the... the there was a probably 20 years of ramifications from that. Yes. Or maybe you were like me and I, you know, I fell into sin. I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost at 16. And then in my thirties, I fell into sin and, and got pregnant and almost aborted mine. And I knew I wasn't a 15 year old girl. I was a 30, 30 something year old girl who had plenty of understanding that I was taking my baby's life. But, but God Someone prophesied to me and woke me up. A mama bear. Out of, a mama bear, a righteous mama <laughs> Come bear. On. And stopped me from making a decision that I would have regretted the rest of my life. Wow. So whether you fall into my category yes. or you fall into Tiffany's category or you've never had an abortion, we have to stand up as mama bears. That's right. And how can we stand up? Well, there's we've got some ways to help you stand up. We want you to get involved in her voice. Go to hervoicemovement.com. It's hervoicemvmt, right? Dot com. Join our prayer hub. Start a prayer hub. Start a prayer hub in your home. You can start with just having a prayer hub. We're praying across the nation. And then we want you to get involved in your state and get involved in the nation. I love you so much, Tiffany. Thank you for being with us. And I can't wait to have you again. God bless. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope that you were encouraged and that your faith was strengthened. Be sure to follow our Facebook page or follow us on whatever platform you're listening on so you can be up to date on the launch of new episodes.